Welcome to the Global Missions Inc. podcast. This week's episode features Bernard James. So as I was saying, the years gone by, Joel prophesied of the coming of the Holy Spirit. And as I minister to you this morning, by the grace of God, I want to acknowledge our dearly brother, Alan Hinchley. Who shared part of this message, even in the writings of one of his books, Building God's House. When Jesus here was on earth, when Jesus was here on earth, he said he was sent by the Father. And he has to leave. And when he, he leaves this world, he will send his Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit came, the Bible tells us, he came as a rushing mighty wind. A rushing mighty wind on the day of Pentecost. If you heard me correctly, you didn't hear me say when it came, but when he came, because the Holy Spirit is not a him, but it's a he. Amen? It's a person. Yes. I'm thankful to God that we have him abiding in us. In Joel's prophecy, you can, we can find it in Joel chapter 2, from verse 28 and 29, what uh, we're going to be speaking about. Joel chapter 2, verses 28 and 29. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy your old men shall dream dreams your young men shall see visions and also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit Just before Jesus and his disciples left the Passover chamber, Jesus promised the Holy Spirit to them. He had spent around three years with them ministering to all their needs. When Peter, one of his disciples, wanted money, or he was in need of money to pay his taxes. What Jesus did, Jesus sent him to 
catch fish. And not only to catch fish, but he wanted him to spread the good news with his mouth. Because he said, I will make you fishers of men. When the disciples had forgotten to take the lunch with them, he multiplied the boys' loaves and fish and fed not only the disciples, but also all who were assembled there. All who were assembled there. Jesus knew that he would no longer be with them in bodily presence to work to look after them and their needs. He also knew that they would not stand alone. Jesus told them that he would ask his father to send them another comforter. And in John 14, 16, we read, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you for how long? Forever. The word comforter here has sometimes been translated helper or counselor. The disciples were going to need a lot of help and a lot of instruction. Jesus said he was going to leave them, but the Holy Spirit would never leave them. Jesus had experienced the coming of the Holy Spirit just before he entered into his ministry. When he came up from the water after being baptized by John, the Spirit of God descended and lighted upon him like a dove. Matthew, six, uh, Matthew 3, 16 And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. And lo, the heavens opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. Why did the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus like a dove? But when he came upon the disciples, he lighted on them as tongues of fire. There was a great difference between Jesus and the disciples. He was the pure, sinless Son of God. The disciples were ordinary carnal men like you and I are today. We, like them, need the burning, cleansing power of the Holy Spirit of God in our lives for the purification that God desires to take place within His people, within us, hallelujah. But who may abide the day of His coming? And who shall stand when He appeareth? For He is like a refiner's fire and like fuller soul. And he shall sit as a refiner and purifier 
of silver. And he shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. Malachi, uh, Malachi chapter 3 verses 2 and 3. Jesus goes on to tell them of the many advantages that would be theirs by the coming of the Holy Spirit. He describes the Holy Spirit as the Spirit of Truth. Jesus was the truth. As he told Thomas in John 14.6 I am the way, the truth, and the life. The only truth that we can find is in Jesus Christ. Amen. The only way that we can find and the righteous way is Jesus Christ. The only life that we can get and hold on to forever is Jesus Christ. Solomon said to us, there is a way that seemeth right unto a man. Listen to this. A way that seemeth right unto a man. But the end thereof the way we may consider the way that we may think closely to walk in a carnal manner it is not the ways of God Jesus says I am the way if we want to know the way if we want to go to heaven if we want to be seated at the right hand of Jesus Christ God follow Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus is the only way. He is our way maker. The Holy Spirit was the Spirit of Truth. As John says in 1417, even the Spirit of Truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But you know him. Thank God. And I know him, I can claim. For he dwelleth within me. And he, no, he dwelleth with me. And he shall be in me. Amen? We have to ask ourselves is the Spirit of God with us? Is the Spirit of God within us? The world cannot see the truth, which is Jesus Christ, the Anointed One. Nor can the world understand concerning the Holy Spirit, who is the Spirit of Truth. Why? Because not having been born of the Spirit, the spiritual eyes have not been opened. Neither can they know Him, because they have not been born into the kingdom of God. A person cannot receive spiritual things without being born of the Spirit. Jesus told Nicodemus in the book of John chapter 3, verse 3, that except a man be born again, 
He cannot see the kingdom of God. He was not speaking of seeing a natural or physical kingdom. But he was speaking about a spiritual kingdom. His spiritual kingdom. Jesus reminded them that the Holy Spirit had been with them. And he also wanted them to know that he would be in them. There is no closer proximity than this. Another advantage, he went to tell them about his found in John 14, 18. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. That's really comforting to know. Another translator has said, I will not leave you orphans. Isn't that wonderful to know that we are not left alone, we are not left orphans? But we have someone who is right there by our side, taking so much good care of us. Sometimes when we do not even know the Holy Spirit is by our side. Not only by our side, but He is in us. And He's teaching us and He's guiding us into all truth. Praise the Lord. Without the coming of the Holy Spirit, they would have been as fatherless children. And so, it would have been like us. So it would have been with us. Having no one to instruct them and guide them. Yet, a little while, and the world see him no more. But you see him, because I live. You shall live also. John 14, 19. Jesus was going to be removed from the sight of the world. The world will see him no more. Because the Holy Spirit has come, his disciples would be able to see him with the eyes of the Spirit. All who are called by God would be able to see him through the eyes of the Spirit. Because he was living, they would partake of spiritual life. Today, because he's alive, we shall partake of eternal life and that spiritual life. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Also because of the coming of the Holy Spirit, they would know that he had returned to his Father. That they were in Christ and that Christ was in them. John 14, 20 says, And at that day, you shall know that I am in the Father and you in me and I in you. These things are seen and heard by all who have been filled with the Holy, with the Holy Spirit. Jesus also confirms that in 1 John chapter 3, verse 24. 
And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the Spirit which he hath given us. If we keep the commandments of God and allow, the, not just keeping it, but allow the commandments to dwell in us, we will know that the Spirit of God dwells within us. Also in John, in 1 John 4, 13, Hereby know ye that we dwell in Him and He in us, because He hath given us of His Spirit. I'm so glad that I can open my heart, my heart to God, and He can come and live within me. Yes. Aren't you glad too? Yes. We are so happy to know that we are the temple of the living God. That Christ dwells in us. This is His home. Imagine when Christ was on earth, He didn't have a home. That He was going from town to town. And anywhere, night would hold him. That's why he would sleep. But today, he has this temple, not made with hands. Glory to God. And he is dwelling within this house. This precious house that he has given unto us. That he may abide in us, he may live in us. And not only for a particular time, but forever. Oh, glory to God. Thank God for the moving of His Holy Spirit. His Holy Spirit would like to indwell in every man upon the face of the earth. If we would only open up to Him, except a man be born again, we must be born again in order for Christ to dwell within this temple, in order for His Spirit to dwell within this temple. Anyone who would confront me today, I am bold enough to stand before them and say to them, do, do you not know that this body is the temple of the living God? You may do whatever you want with it. It's not mine and it's not yours. It is God's building. Amen? Because God knows about it. Things that I do not know of my own self, He knows it all. Because he's in charge of this body. And so he's in charge of every one of us here today. Who is called by God. If we know God, let's believe and know that he dwells within us. Praise the Lord. The Holy Spirit is also a wonderful reminder of what the commandments of Jesus Christ were. And if we are ignorant of those commandments, the Holy Spirit, oh, I love this one. The Holy Spirit will teach us what they are. The Holy Spirit came and He said to us, but the Comforter, <laughs> thank you, Lord, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, Oh, glory to God. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you. 
So let us not be afraid or be embarrassed when we cannot remember things. Just remember the Holy Spirit will bring it to our remembrance. Amen. We will be refreshed by the Holy Spirit because that is what He has promised. Oh, glory to God. In the previous few verses, Jesus spoke of it, uh, to His disciples about keeping His commandments. He said, if we love Him, we will keep His commandments. God will love us and come and dwell in us. Only if we continue to love and follow Him. The Holy Spirit teaches us many things concerning the commandments of Christ. And after we have been taught, He reminds us constantly what those commandments are. John writes of the same things in his first epistle, the first epistle. John chapter 1, verse 2 and 27. John chapter 1, sorry, 1 John chapter 2, verse 27. But the anointing which you have, the anointing, that precious anointing, I could say, I can just bring it in plurality, which we have received of Him abides in us. But the scripture tells us, but the anointing which you have received of him abides in you. And you need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you of all things, and is true, and is not a lie. And even as it has taught you, you shall abide in him. Amen. The Living Bible translated this verse in this way. But you have received the Holy Spirit and He lives within you. So that you don't need anyone to teach you what is right. Because the Holy Spirit will teach us what is right. Here John is also writing about walking in His commandments. There were those who had the spirit of Antichrist and went up and went out from the church. They didn't walk in the revelation that the Holy Spirit had given them. They denied Christ rather than acknowledging Him. John says in 1 John 2.20 But you have an unction. You have that anointing from the Holy One. Hallelujah. And you know He said you know all things. In other words, you all know it because I am living within you. Yeah. How wonderful to have the anointing of the Holy Spirit and know the Christ that He reveals. By that anointing, we have we have dwelling in us. Just previous to the verse we read, John is writing about walking in the revelation God has given to the church. He said the Holy Spirit would help them to walk in these things that they have heard from the beginning, from the revelation that came by the Holy Spirit through the apostles. The Holy Spirit does teach us many things. 
that have not previously known. He also reminds us of the commandments of Christ and helps us to walk in them. And today we can sing, and he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me, I am his own. Because we keep that relationship going. Amen. We are open to the moving of his Holy Spirit. Let the beauty of Jesus Christ be seen when the Holy Spirit dwells in us. Let nothing of ourselves be shown unto man. But let Christ be seen in us. That is what the Holy Spirit wants to do in our lives. That's the work of the Holy Spirit in the lives of believers. The Holy Spirit does teach us many things, as I've said. He also reminds us of that great commandment. What John is telling us here is not the fact that they didn't need teachers to teach them, but that they, as believers, didn't need anyone to teach them what was right concerning things that had already been taught to them. There were seducers who had come among them to destroy their faith. And we have to watch out, we have to be on the alert, we have to be on the lookout for those who would come to distract us from the faith that we have in Jesus Christ. We have to look out because the word of God tells us that the enemy, the devil, is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And any moment he's coming to take away the word of God from us. So if the Holy Spirit continues to abide in us, glory to God, he is going to keep us on track. And when the Holy Spirit keeps us going, then we are able to stand and resist the enemy. And glory to God, he will fly away from us. Bible tells us he will flee from us. We are not the ones to run from the enemy. Because we have that authority. We have the power of God. And we have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. So no chance for him to come and cause us to deny the Jesus Christ whom we serve, the Holy Spirit. This abiding is by the Holy Spirit. Let that Holy Spirit be in us and in us always. Just before Jesus Christ was taken up into heaven, his disciples were asking about the restoration of the kingdom. They, like us, were curious about this. But note Jesus' answer. And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times and the seasons which the Father had put in his own power. Acts chapter 1 verse 7. There was something much more important for them to be seeking. Acts 1 8 But you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And you shall be witnesses 
unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. We are witnesses of Christ with the Holy Spirit in us as we go from day to day. It doesn't matter where he may lead us. We are his witnesses. Amen? Whether they take you and they put you in prison, you are going to remain his witness. Amen? You travel from Sweet St. Vincent to the big USA, you are his witness. You go to Heathrow, you are his witness. You are not going to say, well, okay, I am a witness of God only when I am in St. Vincent. But once I leave St. Vincent, I am different. Wherever we go, we are children of God. We are the temple of a living God. Christ dwells in us. And he dwells in us forever. So, it doesn't matter where we are. We can be in Jerusalem, in all Judea we go, all Samaria, so any part of the earth, we are his witnesses. Jesus said that they would receive power. The Greek word is translated to either power or ability. Without that ability, you have no power. And without power, you have no ability. The Holy Spirit gives us the power and gives us the ability to witness for Christ. Are you prepared today to be that witness that he wants us to be? Peter was, was, was changed from one who sneaked into the court and hide among the people when Jesus was being tried. To a man of great boldness on the day of Pentecost. He was able to tell the people when they were uh, pricked in their heart by his message that they should repent just as I repented. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name whose name? He didn't say in Peter's name. But in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Acts 2.13 I recall uh, the story that this lady was robbed. I guess you might have heard it on several occasions. That this Asian lady was these two guys came to rob her and all she said to them when they asked for give me what you have she said Acts 238 and they held up their hands they surrendered and they stood right there she called the police and when the police came they were still there with hands up. And the 
always look around and he said to them, why are you standing there with your hands up? He said, the woman said, she had an axe and two of the eight. All she said to them, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. That's the power in the word of God. What they heard? An axe and two dirty bits. <laughs> well, they learned the lesson. I hope they repented as well. Paul also experienced the power of the anointing of the Holy Spirit in his ministry. 1 Corinthians 2, 4 and 5. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Oh yes, our faith today should stand in the power of God. Paul and Silas experienced a, a mighty movement of the power of God the night that they prayed and sang praises in the Philippian jail. That was an experience. There was an earthquake. All the doors of the prisons were locked, securely locked. God caused that earthquake to take place. And the prison doors were open. The chains that these men were bound to, it was loosed. It fell off them completely. Such was the convicting power of the Holy Spirit upon the keeper of the prison that he brought the prisoners out. Imagine that not even of knowing. He brought them out. And they inquired of these two men, what must I do to be saved? The answer was to them, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. You do not have to go and dig rock her Go and cultivate some kind of property or build a, a, a construct a building. He said to them, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. You know what happened? His whole household was saved and baptized before morning came. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives us power to overcome. In our personal lives. Second Peter chapter, chapter 1 verses 3 and 4. According as his divine power. Had given unto us all things that pertain unto life. That pertain unto life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him that had called us to glory and virtue. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, 
having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. It is extremely important that we as Christians be overcomers. Because of our influence in the world, Colossians chapter, chapter 1, verse 9 and 10 tells us, For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, did not cease to pray for you. Don't neglect praying one for another. Amen. Wherever you are, and you feel the, 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 the urge, you feel the need to pray for a brother, to pray for a sister, we do not know why the Spirit of God is urging you to pray for that someone. Go right ahead. Pray. Pray. Do not neglect Amen. the calling of God to pray. We do not know what danger that person might be in. God is calling upon us, His servants, to go on behalf of that person you are led to pray for. Again, we go back to Proverbs. If we are willing and obedient, we will eat the good of the land. It's good to be willing and be obedient when the Spirit of God sends us, when He calls us. Let us go. Let us go. Let us go. Praise the Lord. I read again. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, did not, do not cease to pray for you. And the desire that we might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That we, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. The Apostle Paul also exhorts us in Colossians 4, 5, and 6, walk in wisdom toward them that are without. Hear how important it is for us to walk wisdom of God and by the Spirit of God always because there are those who are not walking in the wisdom of God. So we are the examples. We are the light. They look on us for examples. So walk with God. Walk with the Lord. Walk in wisdom toward them that are without redeeming the time. Let your speech be always with what? Grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. We also remind of our need of the help of the Holy Spirit in 2 Corinthians 6, 3-10, giving no offense in anything that the ministry be not believed. But in all things, approving ourselves as the ministers of God. In much patience, in afflictions, in necessities, in distresses, 
in stripes, in imprisonments, in turmoils, in labors, in watchings, in fastings, by pureness, by knowledge, by long suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Ghost, by love and faith, by the Word of God, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true, as unknown and yet well known, as dying and behold we live, as chastened and not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing all things. Whose ministry was the apostles speaking of being blamed? It is your ministry and mine. We need the help of the Holy Spirit to walk right and to be able to minister in the way to glorify God. In Romans chapter 7, 15 to 24, we read, of the power of the law of sin in our lives. In the first few verses of chapter 8, we read of the power of the walking of the Holy Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free, free from the law of sin and death. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Oh, glory to God. What glorious power and ability the Holy Spirit gives to us. The coming of the Holy Spirit and the ability to speak in other tongues, as the Spirit gives utterance, also gives us the privilege of being able to edify ourselves. It's only by the Spirit of God when we speak in tongues, we can edify ourselves. By building up ourselves, we are strengthened in the spiritual man. He that speaketh in our own tongue edifies himself. But he that prophesied edifies the church. That is why it is so good for the church to prophesy. You get that reading in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 4. We have been taught that we should build ourselves up by speaking to God in other tongues. That's why he tells us that we ought to enter into our closet, shut the door, and pray to our Father in secret. Our Father who hears in secret will reward us openly. Thank God for who he is. Thank God he's building a people today. Through the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we will have the ability to operate the spiritual gifts that are given us by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 14. We also realize that spiritual gifts can only be operated by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. 
when someone tries to avert the gift with his own mind, it falls absolutely flat. And there is no life in it. All this, the nine gifts of the Spirit here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 from verse 7 to 11. The manifestation of the Holy Spirit that is mentioned here is the ability to operate spiritual gifts. We are given this ability not that we should become proud and consume the blessing of God upon ourselves, but for the benefit and edifying of the whole church. Amen. We do not choose which gifts, which gift or gifts we should desire to have, but the Holy Spirit divides them to us according to His will. And according to the place He has chosen for us, to be in the body of Christ. And in the, uh, chapter 12, verse 8, verse 18, sorry, but now had God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it had pleased him. And he has done that only by the Spirit, by His Holy Spirit. Brother, I pray that you are alert and that you were with me this morning. I pray that the Holy Spirit will continue to minister unto us as we, you know, bask in His presence for this week. God has great things in school for us. Let us all partake as our Lord in Jesus' name. God bless you. If you would like more information about the moving of God's Spirit or resources for your spiritual life, please visit our website at www.globalmissionsinc.org.